Well, happy Sunday. It's the day of the big game. Uh, but before the big game kicks off, we want to get together as a church to worship together. And so we're excited. We're grateful that you're tuning in. Uh, this morning, we've got Surf Sunday that's been happening at Catalina High School. Uh, and no, we did not get home and shower real quickly. We recorded this all in advance because we wanted to make sure that we could still gather as Element City Church, uh, regardless of what might be going on, uh, because we recognize that many of you may be tuning in on a night that's other than Sunday night. It might be Monday. It might be Tuesday. I don't know what it is, but maybe drop it down in the comments below uh, where you're tuning in from uh, and what day it might be. Uh, we'd love to get to connect with you and, and hear more about what's going on. So a uh, way that you can connect with us, if you don't have the Element City Church app, make sure you download that. It's in the uh, Apple App Store. It's in the Google Play Store. It's a free app, uh, but inside there's the connection card, and that gives you a chance to fill out some information about yourself. So if you want to know more about who we are, what we're about as a church, that'll allow us to get in touch with you uh, to do that. So we're taking a break from in-person services, but next week, uh, Valentine's Day actually, we'll be meeting together uh, again in person or online. Uh, we're going to be beginning our sermon series uh, on the three laws of love. So make sure you're tuning in for that. Jack's been working hard on that. and It's going to bring that to us uh, for the month of February. So that's all we've got announcement-wise. Uh, let's pray and let's get ready to worship together. So Father, uh, we love you. We are so excited for the work that you want to do in our hearts. And so it doesn't matter the time or the place uh, that we're gathering together right now to watch this service. Uh, the reality is your spirit's big enough to be there in this moment to speak to our hearts, to use these songs, to use this message from Jack, uh, not just to challenge us or to convict us, but ultimately so that it can change us to be more like your son, Jesus. And so we just submit ourselves to you tonight. Whatever work it is that you want to do, we're asking you to do it. We're asking you to help us get ourselves out of the way so that you can move in the way that you want to. But we love you, Jesus. It's all for your glory, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. I search the world It couldn't fill me And that's empty praise The treasures of faith Are never enough You came along And put me back together Is now satisfied here in your love. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing. Nothing is better. Oh, and you still call me friend. 
In the darkness we were waiting Without hope, without light Till from heaven you came running There was mercy in your eyes To fulfill the law and prophets To a virgin came the way From a throne of endless glory To a cradle in the dirt Praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Spirit, free God of glory, majesty, praise forever to the King of kings. To reveal the kingdom coming And to reconcile the lost To redeem the whole creation You did not despise the cross For even in your suffrage You saw to the other side Knowing this was our salvation Jesus for the sake of die Praise the Father Praise the Son Praise the Spirit in one God of glory to the King of Kings And the morning that you rose all of heaven held its breath till the storm was moved for good for the Lamb had conquered death and the dead rose from their tombs and the angels stood in awe For the souls of all who'd come To the Father are restored And the church of Christ was born Then the Spirit lit the flame And the gospel truth of all Shall not kneel, shall not think By His blood and in His name in his freedom I am free For the love of Jesus Christ Who has resurrected me
This is more 
Hey friends, uh, so glad to have you tuning in with us here on Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, Super Bowl Sunday, it's, it's a great day for us. It's kind of the history of elements. We have used that day and to leverage to say, hey, we want to be a church that doesn't just gather and have people here, but we want to be a church that scatters and kind of lives to serve others. And so we've turned this day into Serve Sunday. And uh, several uh, of you are just with us uh, rolling uh, paint onto a wall at a school that we've adopted and said, hey, we love you. We care about you. We're in your corner and we want to serve. And so we've been doing this this actually for four or five years now, um, serving out in the community and, and trying to leverage our time and our talents and our abilities to invest in others. And, and so thank you to all of you who are part of that. Thank you to all of you who are part of our ongoing monthly food distributions. That's another way that you can serve around here. And so many of you have popped into that and invite you, if you've never been a part of those, to, to join us on that second Saturday of the month and be a part of kind of just giving food away to people who are in need and how our city struggles so much with some food insecurity issues and battles and so this is a way for us to partner with uh, caring ministries and, and to give food into the homes of people that need it and that would help and benefit them and so as a church we've tried to adopt this posture of, of serving of giving, of not having this position uh, or this posture where it's about us receiving, but it's really about us turning around and leveraging what we can give and what we can invest in that maybe part of uh, the maturing process uh, of being a follower of Jesus is that we move from the posture of receiving, gimme, 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 to how can I give? How can I invest? How can I help you? That that's part of maturing in life. We see that from uh, when little children uh, all the way up into adulthood. We hope people make that progress. But it's the same thing spiritually. That in our spiritual journey of being a disciple and a follower of Jesus, uh, it, it's to kind of flip the script a little bit and to, to turn the page to say, no, it's not about receiving. It's about what you give and how you can make a contribution. And so a short devotion today as you're tuning in. If you have your Bibles, you can go to Luke chapter 10. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Uh, I, I love the gospel of Mark. It, it's very fast paced and it kind of goes from scene to scene to scene to scene uh, with not a whole lot of uh, fluff in between. 
And so in this encounter, what we're seeing at the end of Mark chapter 10, uh, starting verse like 31 through verses 45, uh, is this encounter, I think this experience that Jesus has with his disciples that highlights uh, why we serve and highlights maybe why we, as followers of Jesus, need to have this servant attitude um, that we see modeled in the life of Jesus. So here's how the encounter unfolds, right? So Jesus and his disciples are making their way to Jerusalem. It's going to be the last week of Jesus's life, and he's resolute and is set out for that. And he calls his 12 disciples, the closest disciples to him, uh, Peter, James, John, you know, all those guys, and he pulls them aside and he says, look guys, this is what's going to unfold when we get to Jerusalem that the Son of Man is going to be turned over to the chief priests and to the leaders and to the Romans, and, and they're going to beat him, and they're going to spit on him, and they're going to flog me, and they're going to kill me. But three days later, I'm going to rise again. And you would think Jesus kind of laying at that out for them would be like mind-blowing, jaw-dropping, like trying to get their heart around it. But what's fascinating to me is the very next verse. Do you want to know what plays out? Not awe, not wonder, not like, I don't understand. In fact, maybe it's so far beyond their understandability, their ability to get their mind around it, that they go, uh, that's not how movements work. And so James and John, right? They approach Jesus. They're on their way. Then James and John, the son of Zebedee, came to him. Verse 35, teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And when you come into your glory, will you let us sit in the positions, the seats of power? Will you let us sit one on the left and one on the right next to you as you rule? We want to rule with you. See, that's how movements work, right? that they gain momentum and they gain momentum and they keep going and, and they keep growing in power and reach and authority. And the way the world works is that when you get to places of power and authority, well, then you kind of rule over those that are underneath you. And, and, and James and John are saying, Jesus, we're, we're in this movement with you. And, and would you let us sit on your left and right? Well, the other 10 hear about this conversation, you know, kind of off to the side. And, and you can imagine their reaction of like, hey, whoa, wait a minute. We're here, too. And, and, and there's this scuffle um, that kind of breaks out, this, this tift and this rift in, in the relationship between the 12 as they're trying to maybe jostle and jockey for who should really be in power with Jesus. And that's when Jesus does this most fascinating thing and has this most fascinating conversation with them. He pulls them all together, those 12 again, and he says, listen, verse uh, 42, he said, Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers, uh, the rulers of the Gentiles, uh, the, the people who are in power and in authority, you know that the rulers of those of the Gentiles, well, they, they tend to lord it over the people who are underneath them. That those high officials, they exercise authority over. And it's really, they've gotten to these positions where it's all about what they receive. And they, they tend to, to kind of call for that and they lord it over, they exercise authority over. And then he looks these disciples in the eye and I think he does the same to you and to me. And he simply says, not so with you. That's a, an amazing phrase. 
if you imagine the turmoil that would have been in that moment as people, uh, these disciples are jostling, trying to figure out who's going to be the ones in power with Jesus. Because the way the world works is when you have authority and power, you lord it over, you exercise authority over, and it's about what you receive. And Jesus looks them squarely in the eye and says, not so with you. Jesus goes on, and what he's really saying is uh, that posture of heart that the world has about power and authority, you need a different posture. In fact, he says this, not so with you. Instead, meaning something totally different, whoever wants to become great among you must become your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. And then verse 45 Mark 10, 45, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. I think it's this beautiful moment that clearly captures and articulates the posture of heart that Jesus modeled and that Jesus wants his followers, his disciples, those who are apprenticing after him, I want you to have this kind of posture, Jesus is saying. Uh, the world operates and works like that. When you have power and authority, it's all about what you receive. But I'm telling you, when you have power and authority, Jesus is saying, then you leverage that for the good of others. You don't make it about what you can receive. Can we receive things? Yes, it's a gift, it's good. But it's not about that. In fact, the posture of your heart is that you take your authority and your power and your maturity and you begin to leverage that to serve others and to give your life away. It's not about just what you receive. It's about what you give and what you contribute and how you uh, make that contribution into the world and how you invest in others. We have a phrase around here at Elements that we've used for years uh, of just, hey, do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. And what if followers of Jesus, what if we as a church, what if we as a people who are discipling after Jesus just begin to live that a little bit more? Uh, to do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. I wish we could adopt every school in Tucson. But you know what? We're going to do for the one or two that we have what we wish we could do for everyone. Uh, that what if you lived your life as someone who would say, I'm going to do for one what I wish I could do for everyone. That I'm going to take my authority and I'm going to take my power and I'm going to take my resource and I'm not going to about just trying to lord it over and get more and receive more, but I'm actually going to leverage that for how I can contribute and invest in others. Jesus said, like, you want to be great in my kingdom? Well, then learn to serve and give your life away. Make that contribution. And I think that's the beauty that I see in, in those who call elements home. It's one of the things I admire about you. It's one of the things I appreciate so much about our church is that God is, is weaving that kind of posture, that kind of heart, the heart of Jesus more and more into who we are. And so friend, I just want to encourage you. Um, how do you go about doing that? How do you live with a servanthood mindset? 
you know, that's probably different for you than it is for me and different for someone in your family or the neighbor down the street or the person who's sitting a couple aisles over when we gather for church. It's probably uniquely crafted for each one of us. But, but what if we all kept asking, Holy Spirit, would you grow the posture of my heart as a follower of you, Jesus, to be more about what I can give than what I can receive. In fact, Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. That there's something about the way his kingdom works that when we give our lives away, we invest in others, we do for one what we wish we could do for everyone, that when each of us begins to say that, begins to live that, begins to obey that and live that out, great godly type things begin to happen. Remember what Jesus said, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. That there's something about the posture of our heart when we do these good deeds that attracts people's attention, not just to us, but to our Father in heaven. And as we talk about living out the value of send, that you're an active agent for God and for his good in this world, and that I am too, and that we together, as we individually and we corporately begin to live this out more, that we're pointing people to the one who has changed us, who, who didn't sit in heaven and say, what can you give me, but actually left heaven on a search and rescue mission for you and for me. And, and it wasn't about what we, would give, what we would give to him, but what he would give to us, that we would be the receivers of a God who has a heart to give, and a heart to search, and a heart to invest, and we're the benefactors of that. It's changed us. That that's what the gospel is. That I'm not good enough, and there isn't enough alms that I can bring to God to get His approval, or to get His affection, or to get into a relationship with Him. Yet He came searching for me. Why? Because He's a God who gives. And he gives to me that I can receive. And now he's inviting me and inviting you to have that same kind of posture. That the way things work in my kingdom, Jesus says, is that you give. And that part of maturing in me is that you don't live any longer with the posture of just receiving only or lording it over others. In fact, you, you begin to take your power and authority and resource and influence and energy and you begin to invest that and leverage that in to the benefit of others. That you give your life away. Just like Jesus did. And so friend, uh, here's my encouragement to you. Uh, I love the fact that we are doing this. And I invite you to live as that sent one, to live as one who is sent out into your neck of the woods, into your networks and your connections and relationships, and to invite the Holy Spirit to say, would you help me to live as a sent one, as an active agent for you, as one who has the opportunity to partner with you, to give my life away and to give resource and to give my time and to give my energies investing into others, that as I do those good deeds, that the attention of the heart of those I'm investing in would be attracted more and more to our Father in heaven. Friend, I'm so proud of you and how we get to live this out, how we've been living this out, how we will continue to live this out. 
And may you sense deep within your spirit that each week, this week to come, there are new assignments. There are good works that have been prepared in advance for you to do. That he wants to partner with you uh, and leverage your life for his kingdom good. Investing in people, giving to them that they might have their attention drawn to the heart of the Father. So thanks for tuning in today. Uh, may God continue to whisper into your heart how and the, the, the application of how that begins to play out more and more in your life. Uh, I love what Gordon McDonald, um, a, a pastor, has said. Uh, you can tell whether you are becoming uh, more of a servant by how you act or react when people treat you like you are one. That so much in our culture, when we're treated like a servant, we kind of push back against that. We want to be the people who are served. And yet Jesus continually is saying over and over, no, no, not so with you. In fact, you take your power and authority and resource and energy and impact and you leverage it. You give it away. Not about what you receive. It's about what you give. And the ripple effect that that has for the kingdom's sake and for the stories of life change that are happening as we do that, that's, that's the beauty of the kingdom of God. We've seen it play out the last few years, and you'll get to see it continue to play out in the years to come as you and I commit our hearts to say we want to have a posture of serving, of giving. We want to follow the example and the life of Jesus. And so would you pray with me? Father, um, I thank you that you're such a good God, a generous God, a kind, loving God who, who didn't sit in heaven and, and just send us instructions trying to, to get something from us. You saw our brokenness and you came to us. Jesus, you came. And you not only lived your life, you modeled your life. You actually gave your life as a ransom for me, for each one listening and watching today. So Jesus, would you help us to follow your example? Would you help us to be a people who serve and who aren't looking just to be served, but who are taking our power, our authority, our energy, our resource, and turning around and leveraging that to give our lives away like we see that you did and that you continue to do. Father, would you help um, each one of us have the pleasure and uh, the opportunity to serve someone this week? That we would do for one what we wish we could do for everyone. That you would create those good works that are already prepared in advance for us to do. That you would help us see those and as they cross our path in the on Tuesday and on Thursday. And that we would step into those moments as a sent one to live that out for you. God, may the reputation of Element City Church be one of those people know how to serve and love well. May that be said of our church, because as we do those good deeds, Father, people's attention gets drawn to you, and we want that more than anything. We want people to experience you, to see you, to, be, uh, to have their lives changed by you, to experience Jesus, and to walk in steps with him. And so, Father, we love you, and we pray all of this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 
Friends, as we wrap up this service today, thanks again for joining us online. I want to invite you back next weekend on Sunday at 5 p.m. for a start of a brand new series called The Three Laws of Love. It's Valentine's Day, and so if you have plans, you can uh, just maybe schedule those around or you can find us afterwards, but we would love to have you either on-site or online join us next Sunday as we launch that series, kind of looking at how do you grow healthy marriages and healthy relationships by living out these laws of love that impact every relationship we have. And so thank you for all of you who partner with us financially, continue to help us be a church that's active in our community and living out the values that we talk about around here. Uh, so make sure that you're continuing to, to look this week for opportunities to serve those around you. Uh, thank you again to all of you who helped us serve uh, this morning as we uh, served at Catalina High School. We, uh, we just are ecstatic to continue to partner with them and, and with John B. Wright Elementary. And so um, may God bless you this week. I don't know who you're rooting for tonight, but may your team win uh, and may you enjoy the commercials uh, and have a fantastic week ahead. So if you are new, we'd love to have you fill out our connection card. It's on our app. You could download the app for free to search Element City Church in your app store and download that. Fill out the connection card. That'll get us connected to you and we'll be able to reach back out to you and you to us as we get you kind of uh, in in our Elements family, help you find your way. So thank you all very much for being a part of our online service. We pray God's best blessing over you, and we'll see you next Sunday.